Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Lowe Tolhurst, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. To keep the music flowing, we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Consequence Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org, Consequence of Sounds, and the Consequence Podcast Network. Hey, thanks so much for making your way here, uh, checking out this episode and the series. If you're not already, I-, I hope you hit the subscribe button. We put out three new interviews every single week, so it's a great way to keep up with all of your favorite artists, discover some new ones, and know what's happening in the music world. Places like Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcast, Acast, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcast from, you can subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. And that's me, I'm Kyle Meredith. Today, I'm so excited to be talking with TV legend Leslie Jordan. Uh, he's got a brand new album, his first record ever. It's called Companies Coming, and he's enlisted some famous friends, folks like Dolly Parton, Eddie Vedder, Brandy Carlisle, and so many more, uh, to be his duet partners on a set of Baptist hymns. If you've watched him on his uh, Instagram accounts over the last year, he's been doing these uh, these Sunday sessions where he and his friends do Baptist hymns. So they've turned it into a, a full-on record here. So we're going to be talking about that as well as that sudden viral fame that's happened over 2020 and his other work. He's got so much going on. Here's the rundown. Uh, He's got a sitcom that he's in called Call Me Cat, which actually has some ties back here to Louisville where I'm based on. There were the uh, campaigns to get him on Saturday Night Live. He's in the new movie, The United States vs. Billie Holiday, has a radio show on Apple Music called Hunkered Down, and a new book called How Y'all Doing. And that's his, like, half of the conversation right here. There's so much more. This was so much fun. Let's do this. It's Kyle Meredith with Leslie Jordan. Thank you, Kyle, so much for having me. We've got a lot to talk about today. You have so much going on at the moment. And and later on, we're going to get into a radio show and, and a book and a movie uh, but I got to say, and before we get into the the big thing about a new album, um, recently you've been doing a, a sitcom called uh, Call Me Cats, and it just so happens that uh, the show is is based in Louisville, which is where I am. Isn't that crazy? Darlene Hunt that created our show is from Louisville. And when I saw that, because I, I went to um, the University of Kentucky, so I uh, was in uh, Lexington, but uh, I was over in Louisville quite a bit, and uh, I go up there to look for horses. I don't know if you know this, but 
Louisville is the saddlebred horse capital of the world, among many, many things, besides the racehorses and everything. The high stepping saddlebreds, which is the kind of horses I love. So I've been up there many times and uh, I love Louisville. Yeah. No, I didn't actually know the thing about the about UK and everything. I did I, you know, I'm from here. I did colleging in 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 Richmond over at Eastern. So Lexington was sort of that middle ground where the bars were at least 18 and over there, so I could go in. That was... <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> no, but that's it's been so cool, kind of watching you, uh, especially in Call Me Cats. Uh, one because of the local connection, two just because of of seeing you out there and this bright star shining and, and getting, you know, this seems like such a fun character that you're getting to play in everything. What's, what's kind of, um, I guess, what's the update here on what you guys are doing? Well, we finished, uh, we have a, an order from Fox for 13 episodes. I think we've done 10. We have three left, two left. We've done 11. So we have two left. And then um, when we finish our our 13, which will, I think there's about seven left to actually air. I suppose that we'll have to do that big weight game that the Fox uh, executives love to put us through where we will wait until the upfronts in May where they announce their season is what the rumors I've heard. But I think it looks really good for us to uh, to continue. We're getting good ratings and, and uh, the beauty of it all is to work uh, that Maya Bialik, who I adore, is our executive producer. So seldom do you get to work with the actress who is the executive producer because she's very conscious of what actors need, which people think, oh, please, what do you need? Well, we do. We do need, you know, sometimes we're the last ones. They do the lighting and the this. Bam. She says, let, let my actors get ready. So... Uh, I love her. She asks a lot of questions. I want to say to her, who are you asking? You're the boss. You know what I mean? <laughs> what are all these questions for? <laughs> You're the head honcho. It's got to be great having that in there. Well, it, it is such a fun show. And, you know, I know where the real cat cafes are around here. It's, you know, what a what an interesting, bizarre concept that's just sort of become its own story. You know, that that whole thing. So, <laughs> that's a fun one. So this all leads to you've, you know, had this. I don't know if resurgence is the right word because I know you've always had your fans, but suddenly I guess you are more famous than you've ever been in this, especially in this past year. What's it been like, especially to, to be living this and at a time where with complete separation from everybody? Well, you know, the, when the pandemic started and we had to all stay in and people were going crazy. I was in Tennessee at my mom's and I started posting twice a day. I did two posts a day for 80 days. Back then, I don't know, now I scramble for content. I think, oh, I got to do a post. What? Back then, I don't, I don't know where I came. I've had people say, Leslie, you know, people get paid 250000 a year, you know, from studios to come up with all that. And I'm just spouting it out. You know, I just rolled it out. Um, but the uh, friend called and said to me from California, he said, honey, you have gone viral. And I said, uh, no, 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 I'm okay. I don't have the virus. I thought he meant I'd gone. I had Corona. I said, no, I'm doing fine. I'm here. You know, he said, no, not that viral, viral, internet viral. And so uh, it's been interesting. You know, I mean, I've always had a little, you know, following from Will and Grace and this and that. But when you get into that internet thing, people mm -hmm. scream my name out. You know, I'll be walking down the street, cars screaming my name. And uh, I'm like, you know, like Lady Gaga. <laughs> I don't know what it is. 
I don't know how you measure it, but I can't go anywhere. <laughs> but it's been so great. I mean, you, you, the joy you've put out into the world, especially at a time when I know everybody needs it. I mean, it's just been, whether you meant to or not, you know, that's the great <laughs> part about this, I think. It's just been so good. And it has been, looks like it's been leading to a lot of things. And, and again, that main thing I'm getting to here is you're releasing a brand new record. It's called Companies Coming. And this is your first album? Is that right? How is this your first album? Because I don't sing. I'm not a singer, really. <laughs> I mean, I have a, 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 a I, I think Rolling Stone said, a, 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 a compatible? No, no, something. Anyway, I have a good, I'm okay. I sing, but mm. I, um, I have been doing these Sunday morning hymns things with my dear friend, Travis Howard. We'd sing these old hymns. You know, we all grew up in the church, my little group. And then we kind of walked away from the church. And now we're not really back in the church, but we're back with, with uh, our faith. Anyway, it's, it's a crazy, crazy situation. But we love these old hymns. And so we started posting them. And, uh, you know, he said, we should do an album. Well, I went on direct message and I directed and I wrote a message to Tanya, Dolly, to Chris Stapleton, Brandy Carlisle, TJ Osborne, Katie Pruitt, Eddie Vander. <laughs> and they all said, yeah, we, oh, yeah, yeah. We didn't get a single no. So all of a sudden, you know, you're recording a hymn with, with uh, Dolly Parton. <laughs> it's like, somebody's got to pinch me here. This is crazy. And they turned out because um, my producers, um, Mike Lotus, who puts it all together, but the musical guys, Travis Howard and Danny Myrick, are so accomplished, and and especially in this genre, they both uh, grew up with uh, gospel music, and and um, wow, we took these out. I mean, these are old songs. These are songs like from old, old, old. Some of them, you know, uh, they don't even know who wrote them, you know, which we love because that's you don't have to pay anybody. <laughs> you have to pay right? It's traditional. That's what it says. Traditional. <laughs> love that. But anyway, no, that's a, yeah, I, I related to that really, really instantly. Uh, again, being, you know, from here in this area in Kentucky, uh, I'm from rural Kentucky. I'm not even from Louisville. I'm from the sticks of Kentucky. And, you know, we did. We had the tent revivals in our backyards at my great, great grandmother's. And, and you know, it's like I, I knew all about these songs. And it is interesting, your story, because I have a similar story, you know, raised there, left, still love the what do you get out of these songs today? Because it, th th I think that is part of the important part of this. You know, it's wonderful that I can revisit all these songs with absolutely no ax to grind. And that's been a long, long journey of my own, you know, but it, there is something about hymns are so comforting. I mean, I get, if you look under, when I put one on Instagram and people do their comments, I mean, it's everything from, you know, I, I, my, it, it reminds me of my grandmother, this or that, or I'm an atheist and I still tune in every Sunday to hear these hymns. There's something there, you know, whatever it is. I think they took a lot of the tunes from the old, uh, what was Danny? He's the, he's the knowledgeable one, the old Celtic music, uh, that, where they came from, you know, they were uh, uh, passed down generation to generation to generation to generation. And um, people just respond to these uh, songs. My favorite one is one called Further Along that I didn't, we didn't sing that song growing up in my church. I don't know why. Um, I've looked it up. It's been recorded by everybody from Emmy Lou Harris to On and On, but when Chris Stapleton cuts loose uh, Further Along, I almost wet my pants. I mean, it's just, <laughs> there's something about, you know, whoo, 
I mean, there it, there's power. Some there's some mm-hmm. kind of power in this music. Yeah, that's um, one of my earliest memories of especially this music was probably the song "Never Grow Old," and uh, which isn't on here. I should point out, but but I remember thinking can everybody sing good? Because even today, <laughs> when I hear these hymns, it's like everybody sings them great, you know? Well, they tell you in the church, you're just singing for the Lord. You know, you're not singing for anybody else, just singing for the Lord. So sing out. And there are people that just sing, sing, sing. You think you need to pipe down a little bit. You're, you know, you need auto tune. <laughs> <laughs> you're not on tune. But uh, I, I that uh, they mentioned the other day that if you, uh, I think it was Dolly that actually said if we ever do this song live, and I thought, oh, that can't happen. You can't auto tune me. I can't go live. You know, I don't. <laughs> she was talking about a part where she she got her whole family involved. She said, now right here, there's a part harmony that I did myself because uh, la la la. And if we go live, we have to get somebody else to do that. I said, go live. We, oh my lord, Dolly. I can't sing live. You do it every Sunday, though. In, I in know, but oh gosh, I couldn't even remember. Where would you sing live this Saturday night live? <laughs> well, let's just manifest that out there. Let's, let's put, put that, that out, out there. there. Lauren, he's ready. He's I'm ready for ready the big show. Wait, isn't that, wasn't that a Facebook uh, campaign? Am I, am I remembering that right? Uh, there was one to get me on there as Jeff Sessions. There was one to get me on there as Lindsey Graham. <laughs> There's one to get me on and uh, I, I would tell my friends, I said, well, you can start all the campaigns you want. I happen to know that Saturday Night Live is a tough nut to crack. I mean, they've got their troop. You know, they're not, I mean, they're going to bring in Alec Baldwin or somebody huge. They're not going to bring me in to, to do Lindsey Graham. But, but they, uh, then one girl did uh, sessions and I screamed. I screamed and screamed. It was funny. But yeah, there's all these campaigns to get me to go on <laughs> <laughs> see and, and it would be perfect because you could do the host and the musical guest now that's that's because you're going to bring on all your other famous friends too see that's, there you go well right here. call me up people say people will say now is he available i'm circling the block what do you mean available? <laughs> shout out to uh astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples uh i, I live in kentucky in the Midwest, and allergies, yeah, I suffer. When I say I suffer from allergies, I suffer from allergies. And around here, everyone I know deals with allergies to some degree. And for a long time, I thought it was just something that I would have to live with, which is a real problem um, for anything, but especially when you're a radio host. It affects my voice, it affects my mood, it affects everything. And I feel like I've tried every, I've tried all the medicines, some of them, work better than others, but there's there's never a perfect one out there, especially because some of them take forever to actually work and some of them don't work at all. And then there's Astapro, the fastest solution to nasal allergy symptoms. It's what I use now and it's definitely changed my life. Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24 hour over the counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Uh, Astapro is the first and only 24 hour steroid free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose and sneezing. With all the pollen in the air, with all the dust around the the corners of the house, uh, even with uh, the allergies I have from my dog, Astapro has been the nasal spray 
that has helped me with all of my allergies. And it can help you too. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I do want to ask about a few of these friends, too, that's on here. Uh, you mentioned Dolly. We'll start with her. What's your relationship with her like? I mean, obviously, I've got to start with her because the queen, right? I wanted to meet her for so long. I went in 1973. I drove to, to from I was at the University of Tennessee at that time before I went up to Kentucky. I did a, a one semester and I drive up to Sevierville and hear her sing in the high school auditorium and I've just wanted to meet her. It's been on my wish list forever and ever. And just through a series of events, I was in Nashville recording in the studio, but we were recording something else. I can't remember what we were recording, but they called and they said, Dolly is uh, Steve Summers, who, who goes everywhere with her, makes her clothes, everything, said, if you want to drive over here, you could meet her. And I drove a rainy day from in Nashville, Tennessee, and drove over to this studio where she was doing Good Morning America or something. And there she was. And we the 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 uh, the first thing I noticed how tiny she is. She's my height, little tiny bitty, with that figure. You know, we all know this, but that little waist and and a little tiny little butt. She's just you know they don't come any more genuine she's she is perfectly comfortable in any situation because she's 100 dolly people say to me well, what's she like well you know exactly what she's like you don't have to meet her to know what she's like in person you just what you see is what you get so and she said uh, uh what song are you and i gonna sing and i said I, someone said uh how about uh the soul of man never dies and i said i don't know that one either and dolly did dolly said oh we sang that we sang that every sunday morning in my church and she started singing it, you know, when Canaan, to Canaan's land, I'm on, I just about fell on the floor. So, um, you know, the way, and I don't know if it's because of COVID, someone who's better at music would know the way you do it. Now you go to Nashville and the musicians all lay down their track. And then I was in LA and I went into a studio and laid down my track. And then Dolly lays down her track. You're seldom, I don't know if that's going to ever, if that's because of COVID or that's just the way it is. But I just envisioned us all right there in the studio, just singing to each other. Now that we got to do that with Tanya, uh, Tanya, uh, Tanya, I say Tanya all the time. She murders me. Tanya, I'm not Tanya, I'm Tanya, 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 Tanya. And uh, we, she happened to be in Nashville. So I'll come by. We can lay mine down there. I said, oh my Lord. So that was wonderful. There's something about, I mean, we were in little glass partitions and everything because of COVID, but. But still being able to be in that to in, be in, in a person see and thing. sing to one another, and you can hear it. You can hear it, at least I can. 
that that was one um, where you you can hear us going back and forth and having a good time. Tanya, of course, also connected with a friend of mine, Brandy Carlisle, uh, one of the one of the greatest, uh, you know, as far as new artists today, I say new and she's been at it for 20 years. But uh, you guys and, and you do the first single together with, with Angel Band here. Well, let's first let me hear the story, because how did Brandy become a part of this? I was in Nashville and so was Brandy she, with her beautiful wife, Catherine. And Tanya said, I want to put the two of you together. And we went to dinner at the Hermitage, I think at the hotel there. And it was the most raucous dinner I've ever been to. And there was not a lot of drinking. I mean, it, I don't drink. But anyway, you'd think everybody was drinking, but it was just raucous. I mean, loud and naughty and fun. And we all just glommed onto one another. So, you know, Brandy is, forget that she's so talented. She's just a sterling human being. Just everything about her, her the way she lives her life, the way she, you know, treats others. And, and then you add that immense talent on top of it. And I can't say enough about her. We're on the phone all the time. Baby, baby, baby. And she, you know, and deserve it and was able to, I asked her the other day, I said, how long had uh, Tanya gone without an album when you and Shooter approached her? She said, 17 years. I said, my gosh. And then to go on and win the mm -hmm. Grammy for a song she wrote. I mean, that you can't, that's got to be a made for TV movie, you know, in that. Maybe I'll get to play Shooter. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. That'd be funny. Me a Shooter, Jenny. Maybe I could be Shooter's daddy. <laughs> That'd be funny. It'd be Waylon. That's right. That's It'd be Waylon. <laughs> <laughs> so with with Brandy, of course, you know, I, I will bring this up and, and Katie Pruitt falls in this too. Mm -hmm. Here you all, you're gay icons coming at a type of music from a religion that, of course, is very anti-lifestyle. What kind of reconciliation did you have to come to, if you did, to be able to connect to this part again? It had happened by the time this came about. You know what I mean? I, I don't think that it's something that could have happened right then. Um, I've also been uh, clean and sober for 22 years. So there was a huge journey. You know, um, I got sober at 42 and all of a sudden you took away all my medicine. And I really was, I was like a gay icon, riddled with internal homophobia, you know, just riddled with, you know, my friend looked at me and it's awful to say this, but he said, honey, you're a fag hating fag. I said, well, what an awful thing to say. And it's so funny because I said to him, I said, you know, I, I don't like, I don't particularly care for very effeminate gay men. He goes, hello. <laughs> <laughs> hello, honey. <laughs> so you have to look at that, you know, in the mirror, like what, what is it that you don't like about yourself that you're pointing the finger at others? And so anyway, there was a whole journey of that. So that by the time... And I can tell that both Katie and, and Brandy took that journey too. You know, had, we had all taken that journey to acceptance, whatever the background was, you know. But when we, you know, began to work uh, on the album, it was, it, that, that was evident, you know. And I thought, well, wow, to be able to revisit all these songs with no axe to grind, nothing about, oh, I grew up in the church. And because I've been baptized 14 times. <laughs> is that true? Fourteen. Never did take. I was little. I was a little boy. I'd go forward. That said, would the center come forward? 
to be washed in the blood of the lamb. I would run for it, they'd dump me. And then about a week later, I'd be back and the preacher would say, I baptized you last week. I said, I don't think it took. I don't think it took. <laughs> Let's have another go. Maybe dump me. Really? <laughs> there. It, 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 is, it is interesting. And, and especially, again, you know, he, hearing the sound that comes out of this, like you take what you all are doing and, and what we're talking about here. I mean, it's now become its own genre, uh, gay artists doing country music. And, and again, there's probably always been gay artists doing country music, but of course it's, you know, wasn't, and, and, and to see it taken back now to be it's such a prominent thing that it's almost its own genre. I mean, that's so great to see. Like I was thinking back, you know, the days when, when TNN, was still around, you know, and you'd have the Crooked Chase show and the, all of that stuff, oh. you know, and like, oh, to have this, you know, really, uh, really knocking it, like, Hee Haw would have been so much better. I think that's just what I'm getting to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe you know. they'll do a Grammy category, like uh, uh, Queer People of Faith, and now the nominees are. <laughs> <laughs> really getting into the niche. <laughs> no, it is, but but you all sound so great together. And again, that that goes all the way through it. You mentioned Eddie Vedder. Yeah, I think you might can see there's a Pearl Jam poster over my shoulder anyway. Uh -huh. But uh, so I got to bring that up. That's the one of all these. Like I, I love Pearl Jam, one of my favorite bands. But it was surprising. Like all these, I can see they make <laughs> sense. But suddenly you hear Ed's on here, and you're like, wait, what? Ed? It was How? What? I was in. I went to Hawaii to visit a friend of mine who does, uh, was over there with the Obamas. I mean, it gets crazy. He does, um, uh, he's in the secret service. Mm -hmm. And by taking care of the Obamas, he had actually introduced, he knew Eddie and Jill too, because they had rented a house in the neighborhood there in Hawaii, this house that they've rented for years. And um, anyway, so he knew, I was in Hawaii and he said, we're going to go, uh, we're going to stop by and uh, we're going to uh, pick up Eddie and Jill. Eddie Vedder? I can't go over there. I don't, I don't know what to say. And we all ended up on a boat and we took a, a day cruise around the Hawaiian Islands and somehow or other, we played some of my songs. And Eddie, and and just jokingly, I said, the only thing missing is Eddie. He goes, well, what do you, I'll, I'll do. And all of a sudden there, and then, you know, Danny and um, Danny Myrick and Travis Howard, who were producing it, wrote that song hideth me and wrote that that's one of the few that isn't an old hymn and eddie just loved it and you know jill would call and say he's he's locked in the studio it never does that he's locked in there oh 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 oh, oh, oh. And then she'd call back and say he's still in there i don't know what he's oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and then he, he would call and he, he said you know i'm gonna have a track to you in about an hour uh, or maybe you know and oh, oh, oh and then when i listen to that i mean quit you just you just don't know what you, you can't even, I mean, I, you cry, you, this is just, what is this? Me mm -hmm. singing with me, got to pinch me. It was even <laughs> more than Dolly because Dolly I'd known and prepared for, but mm -hmm. that, like you said, just they go, uh-huh, okay, here's the artist. Eddie Vedder, where did that come? He's got the ukulele and I know he's doing some percussion on there. I mean, it's- it's Everything. So, yeah, so with, with the new songs then, was there any kind of direction to to figure out how to make them meet, you know, these traditional classics? When Danny and Travis wrote that for Eddie, because Eddie said, I'd love an original, you know, whatever you, if you can find, 
we didn't know what Eddie Vedder, what his sort of take was on 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 faith or whatever. Would he want to do on him or what is he agnostic? What is he? Well, who knows? Who knows? Who cares? But he he um, they began to write it because they said we want to write something that has the feeling. What did they kept saying? The St. James version, but we don't want to do the St. James version, which is the old version of the Bible with the, but we do like those words, the thou. And what did they use? Hideth. Who even knew that mm-hmm. was a word? Hideth, right. It may not be a word. They may have made it, but hideth. He hideth me and words like uh, sore afraid, S O R E, I'm sore afraid. So they took this song and he just, he really liked it. He really liked um the melody so i would ask then if there is a thread that ties all these people together what do these artists have in common on this record i think in a way and they may not agree with me but i think we're all in a way misfits in some way every person that you see on that album in some way did not really fit into maybe the way for instance chris stapleton was knocking around nashville for years for years And then all of a sudden, you know, there were, uh, and so that's what I like is the fact that like me didn't quite fit into whatever the mold was, but we've all come to be happy with who we are or what we are. And, and that seemed to be the theme. And, and it wasn't anything that we planned, like, you know, okay, let's, let's go after misfits, (laughs) you know, it just, all of a sudden there's the lineup and wow. Okay. But I think that's it. And I think that's why the songs work is because we're all from a common sort of, and maybe everybody's like that. You know, people say, I love when people say, oh, well, you know, my family was very, very dysfunctional. Do you know a functional family? I mean, are, right. are, are, you know, I think maybe in, in some ways we're all misfits. I don't know anybody. I'm, I'm marvel sometimes at, at kids that I see that have a lot of self-confidence. I mean, how do you raise a child like that? How do you raise a child to have a lot of self-confidence? Because there's people that have tried and failed miserably, you know, with it. Successful people. And you think, so I don't know, but I, I, maybe, maybe that's what resonates is that we're just uh, all just a bunch of misfits. What, what did my friend say? I love this. We're the broken toys, you know, that, that toy room where all the toys have been thrown in there that were broken. We're just a bunch of broken toys trying to, trying to do whatever, you know, get yeah. through the day, basically. Uh, I, I quickly want to bring up uh, a few of the other projects. Um, first off, there's a movie just hit Hulu. This is the United States versus Billie Holiday. Do you want to talk about your role in this? Lee Daniels called me and he said, I have a movie that I just did and it's uh, it's locked. Picture's locked. It's done. It's ready to go. We sold it to Paramount and they feel that there's a portion missing uh, story of Billie Holiday and they said in 1959 so Lee came up with this idea he said how about if you were a journalist in 1959 and you're interviewing her and we went to I went to get fitted for my wig <laughs> it was I said what is this so we we fix it people are going to talk about that wig Lee said I think it's hilarious because it just has a life of its own and it doesn't even really fit the genre. I said, I look like Aunt B from, from, uh, but anyway, so very serious. I walked in with that wig and we had one day to reshoot. And uh, I was so impressed with uh, Andra Day. Mm-hmm. Not an actress. They said, she's not. I said, well, maybe she's not an actress, but 
she's going to get win some awards for it. And uh, absolutely, I loved being a part of it, you know, just to be a part of that. And we we giggled and Lee, the wig was based on this. All oh, there used to be this old queen that would wander around Hollywood and just bother people. He was supposed to be a journalist. His name was Skip. E initial Skip E low and he would interview people like Mamie Van Doren and he had a little he had cable access show but this is back when the only thing on cable access was the Robin Bird show that I used to watch because she'd have naked completely nude baby won't you bang my box it was this crazy cable access was like insanity you uh-huh, know anybody uh-huh. could get on there and he had this cable access show and we based that character a little bit on Skip E low but what fun what fun in the movie. I can't say enough good things about it. It, it, look, it looks uh, amazing. And you're right. There's going to be some awards that's, uh, that's pulled out of this one. And when do uh, I, Mr. Sitcom, get a chance to play? You know, very seldom do people come and say, well, we want you to do this. And I think, wow, that is so, what do they say now? Outside my lane or outside my wheelhouse or whatever. <laughs> but it was, uh, it was a really, really good experience. Uh, you've also got, uh, let's see, a radio show coming up, uh, Hunker Down. That's going to be on Apple Music. What can we expect from that one? Well, we just turned a mic on and I went over to Travis Howard, who is my friend that did the album with me. And we would pick 12 to 14 songs. Apple said, look, whatever he wants to do. They were so in with up on. They said, well, whatever he wants to do. And I said, well, I, I really don't think I, I mean, I can yak, but I don't think I can yak an hour. You know, and, and 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 the whole thing with, oh, you can have guest stars and stuff. That's a lot of work. You know yeah. that. Just yeah. coming up every week with people to talk to. I said, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. So finally, we said, they said, well, how about he just plays music and talks a little bit in between. It's been the easiest thing I've ever done. And we just take these songs like, I'll say, well, this next song was KT Oslin. We recently lost her and I just love her. And I remember when this song came on, blah, 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 blah. And then we play it. And um I talked so much they were able to stretch one episode into three. And so now we've got four. It's just an hour of off the wall music, uh, whatever we want to pick. We've got, you know, it's country music. It's mainly, you know, country music that we do, but everything from old, old, old Loretta Lynn to Dolly to, you know, Travis knows all the new artists, which is something I don't know. And then he'll tell a little bit about that. That's going to be a lot of fun to listen to. I think so. And then you've got a book. I, I mean, I, the list, I swear, it's like I'm trying to put this together. And I'm like, and there's this and there's this. The book is called How Y'all Doing. Is this the life story book? No, the life story book was called My Life on the Pink Carpet, which came out two or three years ago. Um, a wonderful editor at HarperCollins, her name is Elle Keck, called me, called me and said, you have so many stories on Instagram. I said, oh, honey, that's only half of them. I can't, you know, I have dinner parties. To-. She said, if you wrote a list of your 10 favorite and I said, well, so what was interesting was she, we had the name. I said, it's going to be called how y'all doing. I just said, how y'all doing? And, and I started writing as a writing exercise. What was interesting was take, I remember when I wanted to tell the stories on Instagram, I thought I got to get them down to a minute because that little thing comes up that says, keep, keep watching. Well, you can't interrupt a story with that. You, I've got to get it to a minute to take these long-winded stories, then you have a very definite beginning, middle, and end because you've gotten it down to an hour, I mean, a minute. So then to expand it out into a chapter was, I, I, I it was so much fun writing. You know, it was really fun to write it. And it, I wrote it so, they couldn't believe it. 
I can't, I think I wrote it in a month. They were like, you know, we give our writers a year. <laughs> I'm ready here. I'm going to send it to you. I'm ready. I'm done. Well, I can't wait to dive into those. I mean, again, it's it has been so much fun just keeping up with you over Instagram, uh, over the television show. Again, I'll bring up Call Me Cats. Uh, Leslie, congratulations on this record right here with companies coming. I mean, this is so, it makes me feel good to listen to this album. I'll say that. It makes well, me feel good. Thank you. I hope. I hope a lot of people feel that way. Well, you do that. You put so much uh, good positivity into the world. I so appreciate it. Thank you for taking the time to talk about it. This has been so much fun. It was fun. Thank you so much. I'll come back. I'm just circling the block. So anytime you circle the block. Well, if you circle the block over here to Louisville in the future sometime soon with the horses, you you say hi. Okay, I sure will, Kyle. Thank you so much. My thanks to Leslie Jordan. Again, the uh, new album, Companies Coming, and just everything else that we talked about. Book, radio show, movie, TV. Man is doing it all. Big thanks to Leslie, and big thanks to you for checking out this episode. Please, please, please hit the subscribe button so you can keep up with all the interviews that I put out every single week. Brand new and every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And again, uh, Spotify iTunes and Apple Podcast, Acast, YouTube, where you'll find the video version of this. It's a hoot to watch uh, Leslie just uh, just exist and talk. <laughs> He's so animated. After you subscribe, head over to WFPK.org. That's where I do a show, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern, an hour full of song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, bonus interviews. It's a whole lot of fun with a whole lot of great music. Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. Consequence of Sound, they've got your music and film news. You can also find me on the social media spots, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all three of them, at Kyle Meredith. I'm also over on TikTok, Kyle Meredith 81 Hopefully you'll uh, like and follow along and, uh, and say hi when you do. That does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. Do you read Stephen King? Good news. There's a club for you. The Losers Club. Every Friday, us losers journey through the never-ending wastelands of King's Dominion. We sink our teeth into each of King's novels, dive deep into the lore, and review every adaptation. Even better, we're always having guests over. Thomas Jane, Will Wheaton, Mary Lambert, Mick Garris, the list goes on. So what are you waiting for? Join us as we read on through long days and pleasant nights. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org, from Louisville Public Media. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, welcome to Kyle Meredith with Consequence, where we check out some cool new things happening on the uh, Consequence Podcast Network. I'm Kyle Meredith, and today I get to talk to uh, Ann Erickson, host of our new Consequence Podcast, Beyond the Boys Club. Hey, Kyle. And congratulations on Beyond the Boys Club. Uh, Well, what can you tell us about it? Four years ago, I started a column published on Consequence called Beyond the Boys Club. 
The goal was to spotlight the women making a name for themselves in rock and metal. All these artists share their passion for music and their stories of breaking barriers as women in the music industry. This fall, we're taking the conversation further in the Beyond the Boys Club podcast. The interview series will welcome amazing female and non-binary artists from across the genre spectrum to share their stories and triumphs as they follow the beat of their own drum and shake up the scene. That sounds awesome. I can't wait to check it out. And we should all check it out because Beyond the Boys Club arrives uh, twice monthly uh, on Tuesdays, wherever you get your podcasts. Great talking with you, Anne. Thanks, Kyle.